Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with the exuberant yet grounded Caitlin Donahue. Caitlin began her vegan journey just over two years ago. Caitlin, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. I am a foodie. Uh, a lot of people refer to me as a gym rat. I spend all of my free time thinking about the gym, going to the gym, thinking about food. My life revolves around food. <laughs> I love all things otherworldly, anything spiritual, archangels, crystals, meditation, doing Reiki, any sort of alternative healing, anything that's just wild and unheard of and rare and weird, that's, that's my stuff. What do you currently do professionally? Well, I was working full-time as a nurse. I recently stepped back and now part-time I'm a nurse in pediatrics. And the reason why I stepped back to be part-time is because I became a Reiki practitioner and started my own Reiki business. Excellent. And the name of your business? From K to Z. What are your aspirations for your future? My future is to be a role model. I want to embody the example for people to live a happier life, taking care of themselves, taking care of those around them, taking care of the earth. I just want to be secure and provide security for other people via eco-friendly things and not living paycheck to paycheck or anything like that. I just peaceful, really. If you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would you share with them why you are vegan in your own words as if speaking with them right now? I would go with their pets. I would ask them, like, what kind of pets they have, and the kind of love that they feel for the pet, whether it's a fish or a cat or their horse outside. I think that there is no difference between a pig, a cow, a cat, a dog, a turtle. I think it's all the same. And for kids, they think about how much they love their pet. I feel like if they applied that just to sentient beings in general, maybe that would really kind of plant a good seed. What does being vegan mean to you personally? To me, being vegan is accountability. Making a vegan choice, whether it's easy or hard, everyone has their own definition of that, but I am holding myself accountable for my health, number one. Number two, I'm holding myself accountable for a commitment, meaning I tell people I'm vegan and here's all my reasons why. I'm not going to shove meatballs down my throat in the middle of the night. Like I'm holding myself accountable to that commitment that I made to my body accountability for the earth it's really easy to just be handed free food when you go to an event and there's an animal product in it it's so easy to just be like oh well i'll just eat it because it's free but if i hold myself accountable for the promise that i've made to our world 
then that means mustering up that self-control and saying no. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's staying accountable, really. Please share how you continue to benefit from being vegan physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I think that's my favorite question. <laughs> because one, physically, uh, as a nurse and as a holistic practitioner, I know that health is, in my mind, it's a huge, 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 huge part of it. I know what is happening on a molecular level when you're digesting animal products. You know, your cells are recreating. You know, we all we all learned that as children, right? Like, our cells, this type of skin cell renews every 28 days or whatever, you know, days is going on. It's being made from what you're eating. Like, what else would it be? Obviously, it's what you eat. That's why we eat. And so to know that my joints are being made out of life and not death, that's a huge, huge thing. So for me, like, I'm a gym rat. I go to the gym. I'm lifting weights. I've been doing it for years. And I continually benefit from being a vegan lifter because I don't have joint pain anymore. And I have the energy to go and do wild workouts that just leave me high on endorphins and I feel sluggish because I ate a steak or something. Spiritually, I actually didn't know that spirituality was a huge part of it when I first went vegan. I think that going vegan actually was a catalyst to my spiritual awakening. And I later realized, I was reading a book from the Dalai Lama, who I love, and he said, you cannot reach enlightenment if you have death inside of your body and that makes sense and so the more years that I go filling my body with life and not putting murder inside of my energetic field it continually lifts me up closer and closer to my highest self and emotionally I think the emotional benefit is that I'm taking care of myself And I'm also taking care of other people, a.k.a. by not destroying the earth, or I'm taking care of all the animals that are running around. I think that emotionally, the love in my heart because of that is kind of where my emotional health comes from, if that makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. What made you decide to become vegan? What tipped the scales for you? My health. I went vegan for my health. Now, I'm vegan all the reasons. But, um, like I said, being a nurse and being a holistic practitioner, um, I have, let me get real personal here, I've fought a digestive disease for years. And Western medicine has never, ever, ever once been there for me. I have never, ever been understood. I've just been told I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not true. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was missing work, so much work because I was in so much pain. I, I, I couldn't go to work and I was like, there is no doctor on this earth who gives a shit about me. This is on me. And so I just took all of my knowledge and all of my fire inside of myself and I was like, I'm going to do something about this. And the universe gave me this documentary on health benefits of a plant-based diet and then I was just like oh my gosh and I went cold turkey (laughs) I love saying that um and I've I've been vegan ever since and that was that was why now like I said I for every single reason anything 
you could ever imagine of why someone's vegan, I, all of them. I'm with all of them, but my health was, was what put me there. Okay. Yeah. Caitlin, how do you define a vegan lifestyle? I like that you said that because when I switched over to a vegan diet, I had no idea that there was such a thing as a vegan lifestyle. I, I didn't know there was a lot. I, I thought it was just, oh, I don't eat animal products and that's it. Until I had been vegan for months and someone, a friend of mine from the gym, he asked me, he was like, so what's the difference between plant-based and vegan? And I was like, <laughs> and I realized that there was some people who just eat a plant-based diet and then there's the vegan lifestyle, which means that you don't consume anything with animal products, a.k.a. consumerism, like buying things at the store or supporting companies who test on animals. It's just, there's a lifestyle. It means that it's not just a choice of what you put in your mouth. It's just that everything that you do embodies compassion. Tell me a little bit about your vegan lifestyle, a week in the life of Kayla. Everything revolves around food. <laughs> and... I feel like when you say foodie, people think that you just eat all food, any food, and that's not true. I don't want to say vegan foodie, because why do I have to say that? Like, why do I have to label myself? Like, I'm a foodie. If it's vegan, I'll eat it, you know? Number one, putting my health first. Mm -hmm. Whether it's mental, emotional, physical, whatever. Defying the mold. Like, breaking the mold in how we look at minimalism. So... I'm no expert, but I and I try every day to be a minimalist. And I feel like when people say that, they automatically resort to that standpoint of lack that the world wants us to feel like we're in. But really, that's actually not true. I feel like the government wants us to believe that we should be knowing that we're... Like, the government wants us to think that... We are in a state of lack because, so that we can depend on them. But it's really not true. We technically live in abundance. We just don't know it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I strive to defy that and be an example, whereas I'm a minimalist but have everything I need. So when I buy things, I try my absolute hardest. Anything I consume is in glass or something, you know, like tin or copper or whatever, because then I can reuse it. Mm -hmm. I wash it out, and then I reuse it. I can make a candle out of it, or I can store my things in it. Or, oh darn it, that restaurant doesn't have anything for me to eat. I'm not going to just sit at home and be sad. Like, there's a way around it. Like, oh, there's no grocery store around me on my way home from whatever I'm doing on Tuesday. How am I? No way. There is away. I feel like every single day I'm pushing the limits of my mind. Like I'm not, I'm not just going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to say, oh, well, I'm vegan and there's nothing. No, it exists and I'm going to find it. And when I find it, I'm telling everybody mm -hmm. because again, this idea of lack that everyone feels like they have to operate from, it's not true. A lot of people look at veganism like, oh, that girl eats lettuce and tomatoes all day, every day. <laughs> no. There is so 
much out there. And, and that's what I try to do. Every time I eat something that's amazing or I have a great experience or I find another brand that doesn't test on animals, I, sh- I, try to, I, I share it with the world mm-hmm. because I just want people to know that you can have everything. You can do everything and still be accountable and still be compassionate. What is most important to you about living a vegan lifestyle? It's a tie. Okay. I got two that I just, I can't decide which one's better. One is health. I feel like all of these awful diseases that we've been plagued with are tainting people's lifestyles. And you get one bad mood, and it's so easy to emanate that and affect the people around you. So one, health. If you're in better health, you're just better for the world in general. And two, a vegan lifestyle to save the earth. I cannot tell you how many articles I have read, reputable articles, okay? I know how to navigate the internet. <laughs> I know who's full of baloney, vegan baloney. <laughs> and I know who is actually doing real scientific research. And what are they saying? The earth is not going to be anything like we know it by 2050. Not whether that's going to really happen in 2050 or not. If that really does happen, holy shit, we're screwed. Like, what What are we going to do? <laughs> there's, like, there's nothing... If we ruin this earth, we ruin it and we're done for. And we will not be able to continue to be here to find our sole purpose and do what we're here to do. And that just, that scares me. So the vegan lifestyle, because we're saving the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general? What I wish people understood about the benefits of veganism, to me that changes depending on the person I'm talking to. I don't really have just one because I'm very intuitive when I read people and so I can tell why people are the way that they are and what sorts of different values are going to resonate with them. And... It's hard, it's hard to pick just one. For, for my friends at the gym, I wish that they understood the benefits as in like their joints aren't going to hurt anymore and they're going to have energy. And for my friends who are trying to achieve a better physique, I, I wish they knew that <laughs> being vegan is like a cheat sheet for that. And for my... I have so many feminist friends, which... I'm not a feminist. I don't care if you're feminist and great, whatever. Like, I don't care. But then they eat dairy. Really? Dairy is... Seriously? Like, you cannot... If you knew how empowering your feminism voice could be, if you were fighting feminism through all sentient beings, how powerful would you be? I have so many environmentalists. I know people who are engineering gigantic buildings for humans to do amazing things for the world and they're not vegan these buildings that they're building are the most eco-friendly they're they're not just sustainable they're renewable which is better building renewable things and save the earth save the earth and they still eat meat 
if you could just be consistent, really, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's consistency, right? So preaching something and then following it up with your lifestyle, walking your talk. <laughs> I want people to benefit from the self-honesty that they would have within themselves. And then just watch how everything just emanates from there. So along those lines, is there anything you wish more people would have a conversation about around veganism? I wish they would talk about the fact that they were trained to believe that they're supposed to be eating meat. I wish people would talk about how the man has marketed to us. The man has provided this conditioning. I don't want to say brainwash because I want to be positive. But I can't help but think of that word. I wish people would talk about giving themselves permission to just do what they want to do. Give themselves permission to break that conditioning and think for themselves and not just because, well, I saw a commercial for it or, well, my grandma has cooked that for 17 years. Okay, I'm so, like, please love your grandma. Like, bless your grandma for cooking for you. But just because of that or just because it's a good price I wish people understand it's a good price because the government's trying to force you to eat it, you know? I wish people would give themselves permission to make the change that they wanted to make and then it didn't matter what they were conditioned to believe or what they were taught to believe or what they've been told to do for 50 years, 100 years, whatever. I wish people would talk about allowing themselves to make that choice. When you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you're able to change their perspective with what you know? I love that you asked that question because I was actually on FaceTime with my best friend last night. He is also vegan and we were talking about this. We were talking about the, oh, well, I tried to go vegan, but I believe I can. I believe that I'm too hard on myself because I haven't been able to convince the whole entire world to be <laughs> vegan. I'm like, I'm not doing enough. But then when I sit down and think about it from a, a compassionate place for myself, I actually can realize that I, I have inspired a lot of people and I actually, I can name like three people off the top of my head who have actually 100% switched over to veganism and they say that I was a big inspiration to that. So I think I can. Um, I think that the world gives you the people that you need. Mm -hmm. I think that whenever that conversation comes up, involving me I believe that that has been divinely orchestrated and that there's a reason for that and I feel like I have so much information I have I have scientific I have medicinal I have environmental I have spiritual I know enough about every aspect of it that someone could just bring me their excuses or their reasons or their whatever they have and I I have the grace and the compassion and the intelligence to really question them I'm good at playing devil's advocate and they feel like that's what we need mm -hmm. 
and I think, yeah, and who can? How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns, and the like via social media and news outlets? I love it. I love that we are being inundated with this information because in this day and age that we're going into, everything is technology. And so I feel like there's so much meat eating because it's been shoved down our throats via commercials and ads and computers and newspaper, all this stuff. So just like they can do that, veganism can do that too because it's out there. It exists. It's not propaganda. It's literally someone walking into a slaughterhouse. We're not making this up. It, 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 this is happening. We should know about it. You're putting something inside of your body that was brutally and horrifically slaughtered but you've got roses and candlelight and a glass of wine and you're eating it no way you have to know where that you're putting it inside of your body you have to know where it came from and I want all of that to be mainstreamed all day every day because we need to know what questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism? I would want to ask them if they're not digging to the root cause because they're contributing to it. So a lot of times the media will talk about um, cruelty to pets or they'll talk about the gases in the air that's causing the climate change. But they won't directly talk about the fact that consuming animals is what's harming the earth. And I wonder if it's that they won't say it because then that would make them accountable for the fact that they're doing it, right? So you can't go out and say, well, this is the problem. This is why everything is just going to shit. We got to stop it. And then you turn around and you go and you do that exact action. I, I wonder if the media is avoiding themselves, like back to my accountability thing, they won't say, oh, it's because of cattle farming. It's because that means they would have to stop eating meat. And they don't want to for whatever insane reason. But I, I would just ask them, like, why can't you hold yourself accountable? If you know that this is a problem, then fix it. How do you feel about the use of self-identifiers, such as vegan, partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like? I try to look at people like flexitarian, pescatarian. I try to look at people compassionately and give them the benefit of the doubt. And I like to always believe that we're all doing the best that we can do. And at, at least they're halfway there, they're partially there, at least they're making some sort of attempt. And I get so frustrated with people who are eating meat that if I can have one group of people where I'm not totally focused on the negative of it, like I can give a vegetarian, you know, a little bit more, at least they're trying. And then I think about that and I give them the benefit of the doubt that that they that they give a shit but then I wonder why just go all the way why what like why like if you're a vegetarian you know that all the mock meat things exist like or you know that 
mushrooms and eggplant and beans and everything can be used and made ten times more delicious than any meat product. You, you know that. So that means that you know that there's all the dairy alternatives that are just as delicious and without the pain in your gut. Like, you, you know that those dairy alternatives exist. Why not just, why not just do it? Uh, anything other than in between that, like, shmegan? I don't even, what? I don't even know what that is. I've never even heard of that. Uh, so, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people are just making things up. <laughs> I don't know. I like to think people are doing their best, but who knows? <laughs> How do you feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, home goods, accessories, personal care, and other products that are not in fact vegan? I like it because at least, like I said, it's, they're, they're trying, they're going in the right direction. Um, but I always wonder, so, so does that mean that product doesn't have an animal secretion in it, but was it tested on an animal? Or, like, I always just wonder. And if they're not, in fact, vegan, I, like I said, at least we're going in the right direction. It, I, I still don't think it's okay, but at least it's a start. But the, the biggest part for me is... The first time that I paid attention to products putting plant-based instead of vegan, I think I naively gave them the benefit of the doubt that they probably were vegan, but that they were putting plant-based to attract more consumers because people put that stigma on the word vegan. And I love the creativity and I love that the business thought of that and I love that we've got all of these outlets and all these ideas and all these possibilities but if you don't buy something because it has the word vegan on it seriously like you need to look within yourself and figure out why you are so bothered by that and I wish that we wouldn't cower behind it I wish that we would just blast the word vegan into the clouds I'm still going to put hashtag vegan on my Instagram and I'm still going to be saving the earth, you know, so when I see plant-based, I truly, 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 truly hope with every part of me that they really are vegan, they're not testing on animals and I truly hope that one day we can get to the point where it doesn't matter what word we use because that's the thing about it is a word, a word is just a word, a rose would smell just as sweet if it were any other name just a word. You care because of your feeling behind the word. It's not the word. What vegans do you respect and keep tabs on? Number one, my best friend. He has the bravery to say all of the things that I'm afraid to say. And I've definitely gotten better about voicing my opinion and speaking out. But he just uh, he says everything and he campaigns for the animals and for our health and for the world and and he, he has such a beautiful, beautiful way with words I, I just love his eloquence but and that's what he does and he says it and people respect him people listen to him because he just has that air and he has that way with words and every time he gets on and preaches about something I'm just like I want to put you up on a pedestal and like shout you around to the world um 
so I have I have a lot of respect for him. There have been a few Instagram famous people, not actual celebrities, but people who are just famous because they have a billion people on their Instagram that are uh, vegan bodybuilders. And I have a lot of respect for them because they're paving a new way, and I'm sure it's not easy. I have a life. Yeah, on social media, I always wonder, like, yeah, you're you're vegan, and that's great, but I don't need to see you with your shirt off every day, you know, <laughs> like that sort of thing, but, so, yeah. What's the most difficult decision along your vegan journey that you've had to make? It's not just one decision. It's a decision, it, it's a little decision that I have to make constantly, and that is engaging in food-based events that are not vegan events. So whether that be going on a date to a restaurant or going out to brunch with my friends or going to a market or like an outside event at a park or something and there's food there, I stand my ground. If I have to starve, I will starve or I will leave and I will drive somewhere and I will eat food or I will bring my own food. The most difficult decision is facing people when I say no. Like, there's a hot dog stand wherever we're at. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I'm good. People are like, no, come on. I'm buying. Like, it's fine. I'm like, no, thank you. Or they think that, like, maybe I have an eating disorder. Like, I can't eat in front of a guy. Or <laughs> That's very not true at all. Or they think, like, oh, she's rude. She's not accepting my gift or something like that. And I'm like, no, really? Because it's a hot dog. And don't get me started on how I feel about hot dogs. I don't want to eat the hot dog. And so that's a, that's a difficult thing. Another piece of that is when I am at a restaurant. So if I go somewhere and I'm the only vegan in the group, I'm not going to shy away from it because I'm the role model. I'm going to go to this restaurant and I'm going to show people you can be vegan and go out to brunch with your friends. So if if I find out the restaurant before, I will Google it on the website. You know, I'll go to Instagram, website, everything. I will search every avenue, find out what I can eat, what I can order, the best, most appeasing plate that I can get. And I'll do that. And I can hold my own. I can I can talk to the waiter. I will go, I will wait for the chef to come out. I've had that happen to me before, and I bring it on. I want to meet the chef, okay? But I feel like the people I'm with, they're uncomfortable and they're chiming in, or they'll like they'll try to talk to the waiter for me, or the no 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 it's and I'm just like I try to be so graceful, but it is very difficult to look at them and be like, look, I'm not upset right now. I got this. I am okay. Seriously, chill. Like, I love you for standing up for me, but I feel like you're not really standing up for me. I feel like you're uncomfortable. And I'm not uncomfortable, so just chill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's difficult. Being around other vegans and being graceful about it. That's, That's difficult. To sum up our time together in one sentence, please tell us why you're vegan. I am vegan... Because I care about myself, about the earth, and about the impact that I am making by existing here. And is there anything you'd like to discuss with us that we haven't touched on today? There was a word that I wanted to use at some point, but didn't really get it factored in. And it's, it's something I discussed with my friend who I told you is a beautiful way with words and something that we talk about all the time and because I didn't even think about it and he brought it up because he's brilliant 
cognitive dissonance. When people are posting about how sad they are that the Amazon is on fire, and then they directly participate in actions that fuel that fire, literally. Mm -hmm. Or they moan and complain and cry about how awful they feel inside of their body and they know it's because they had dairy ice cream and then tomorrow they're eating dairy ice cream. That is cognitive dissonance. I want everyone to know and understand. We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site, whywearevegan.org, for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.